2: It's the uh, Laurie and Julia show here on My Talk 107.1. Everything entertainment. That's what we do here. Entertainment. We do it well. Thank you for joining us. What's next, guys?
3: Well, you're just doing so well talking about entertainment and how well we do. I just <laughs> well, wanted you to keep doing. We well, do it. We yeah, do it well. Some days we're well, we right. paid. Some days we're Yeah, That's very true. Happy, yeah. okay. happy Monday, everybody. Well. Um, okay, so... Oh, Laurie, you were gone and and I think we talked about this before you left, but they um there's a podcast about it's a um about Natalie Wood's boating accident that, oh. ha- that happened in 1981. Mm-hmm. And um, the podcast series was released last Friday. Really? Um, and it's be- on what would have been Natalie Wood's 80th birthday. Mm-hmm. And the podcast is hosted by none other than Dylan Howard, who oversees publications like Us Weekly and OK Magazine. And he is the chief content officer at American Media. And um, they uh, have kind of told us a little bit about this podcast this morning on the Today Show. Yeah. And her sister, Lana, who's 74, is chatting And about she was it. a Bond girl, by the way. Lana, Lana or Natalie? Lana Wood. Yeah, she's yeah. pretty. Oh, okay.
4: All right, here we go. The sister of screen legend Natalie Wood searching for answers in her untimely death. Lana Wood revealing new details she says she has learned about her sister's last hours aboard a yacht. The interview is part of a 12 part podcast called Fatal Voyage, hosted by Dylan Howard. And what we have uncovered is both explosive and powerful in putting together a case for foul play. Wood drowned in the waters off Catalina Island in 1981. Her husband, Robert Wagner, was also on the yacht. Just five months ago, investigators named him a person of interest in the decades-old case. Wagner has long denied any involvement in Wood's death and spoke about it in 2008 before the case was reopened. Earlier this year, the L.A. County Sheriff's Department characterized Woods' drowning as a suspicious death and questioned Wagner's version of events. An autopsy noted bruising on Natalie's body and a cut on her cheek. You look at the bruising and she looks like the victim of an assault. The podcast is promising to reveal details from Natalie Woods' own unpublished memoir. And in that, she describes a very volatile relationship... We do know the night Natalie Wood died, the glamorous couple was drinking with another Hollywood celebrity, their friend Christopher Walken. Wagner, now 88, wrote in one of several books about events leading up to his wife's death, "'We got into an argument, and I slammed a wine bottle on the table, breaking it into pieces. Natalie got up during the argument and went down from the salon to the master cabin. He says the last time he saw her, she was fixing her hair in the bathroom.' NBC News reached out to a representative for Wagner and was told he declined to comment. The case was officially reopened in 2011 after the boat's captain, Dennis Davern, said he had lied to police first investigating Wood's death. The podcast was launched this past week on the day that would have marked Natalie Wood's 80th birthday. She died at just 43 years old. No charges have ever been filed in the case, which remains one of Hollywood's most enduring mysteries. Mm-hmm. And do, you do have we know? It? We know
3: nothing Donna, do, more. No. Do you have mm-hmm. it where the sister says, I just wish Robert Wagner would tell?
2: I uh, No, I'm sorry. Don't oh. have that. Okay. So she. What if Robert Christ Wagner
3: can't remember it? Well, what if
1: how- they were so wasted? That's what I. That they don't remember okay.
3: So here's the deal, is this has been, <laughs> if you've been with us for some years, <laughs> you know we have been around Obsessed. and around and around with this story, okay? And yeah. so when they reopened the case in 2011, I don't think, I mean, I think you called me at home before, show ya! Sweet redemption. They're <laughs> opening it. But some of the theories that you and I had had, or you, because this has been your, you have owned this story yes. for the last 16 years, is that you thought maybe Robert Wagner and Christopher Walken were having a love affair. Maybe. Then okay. he was
1: jealous of her, her and Christopher Walken having a thing.
3: Right. And Or that Bob, Wa- Robert Wagner was jealous of Natalie Wood and okay. Christopher Walken having an affair. I think I just said that. Yeah. But you... <laughs> Okay, or I'm
2: confused.
3: the yeah. other thing that could have happened is they were all just so damn wasted. She hit her, she fell down, bumped her head, and fell over. And nobody
1: knew she went overboard. and no one knew
3: she went overboard because everyone yeah, was possible. wasted. Yeah. And then in um, she's a lifelong fear of water. Well, she would here's not why: have gone out in that dinghy at midnight. Let me just tell you why she had the lifelong fear. Okay. So you can hear the first two episodes. Episodes, don't waste your time. We're just going to tell you it right okay. here. Thank you. Okay. Um, it's called Fatal Voyage. On the debut debut episode, Lana uh, says, and she's the sister of Natalie, reiterated her sister's fear of water stemming from a fortune teller telling their mother one of the children would drown. Neither one of them would swim. Lana recalled her mother telling her sister. Wow. They just wouldn't. And that's not a good way to prevent drowning. Knowing how to swim is a far better way to go. But she just said that um, she thought that there was probably a horrible fight. And why doesn't mm-hmm. Bob Wagner just talk about it? And I don't think he remembers. There you go. I really don't.
2: I mean, if you're that drunk, you probably wouldn't. Mm-hmm.
3: You
1: know? Yeah. And there might have been cocaine. And then they, and well, right. It was they the, were drinking heavily at the restaurant. That was in the police report. And kind of being loud and um, fighting a little bit, or you and, know. and
3: and he's raised her her daughters. Robert Wagner has raised Natalie Wood's daughter. I mean, it's very dirty I, and muddled, but anyway. But it yeah. still
2: comes back to as Laurie said: Why would she get into a dinghy? She wouldn't. Why would she do that? She Did they find her in the dinghy
3: route? or in the water? I thought she was
1: in the water, but I the thought she was in was the water. Let loose, like she, like a- anyone could have just cut it. Well oh, that's oh, what that's I'm thinking Ab to, to make said, it yeah, yeah. look like
3: she when
2: she, really yeah. she'd oh, slipped okay. I think.
3: hit her head. They couldn't find her anywhere on the boat. S- Where the hell is she? She's probably drowned. Let's just make it look like maybe
2: Oh, so it's a cover up.
3: Well Well who knows? Know. But who can even remember? <laughs> you know? We're
1: never gonna know, Julia. Mm-hmm.
3: I, I believe you we are, are going to be going right about that. And Lana, the sister, really doesn't even want it to be him if it was him. Yeah. Yeah. But she just wants him to admit it. And I think he should just say Lana.
1: Well, he probably isn't advised by his attorney. Right, not or to whatever, say anything. Not to say anything. Who knows? I mean, these two had such a tempestuous relationship. They were married and divorced twice with the span of, you know, four or five years right. between the first and second marriage.
3: I agree. I mean,
1: that's... That's a lot. That's uh, temptestuous. Okay. How
3: would you feel about a guy that you used to go out and tour with, do concerts with, if he... Uh, if he had this to say about you, um, and I'm talking about Billy Joel and what he thinks about Elton John making new music. Okay. And he says, uh, you know, at some point in time, Billy Joel personally found out in 1993 that he couldn't make good music anymore. He he didn't have the level that he could be at. He didn't like his new music. No one was buying his new music. Just play the old song. Right. And he says there are artists who continue to record because they feel that is what keeps them relevant. Um, But if the quality of their work deteriorates, it drags down their entire catalog. And Billy Joel adds, Elton John would say to me, why don't you put out more albums? And I would say, why don't you put out less albums?
4: (laughs) I didn't want to come out and say you're
3: dragging down your legacy, but Elton, you are. And they toured together. We saw that dream. it was a, that saw, concert. Yeah. It was our first grown up concert, mm-hmm. and what we mean by that, no one stood up. We all just sat and, uh, said, yeah. and see. And and Billy Joel just goes on. I couldn't be as good as I wanted to be. I can t- perform, but I can't make good new music. That's fair. I think he so has too. So many other good songs, but I I agree yeah. with this because like sometimes I think of this about Madonna. She keeps putting out album after album after album where you might like two songs, mm. and it's
1: but she wants to do it i guess if you want to do it what do you care right mm-hmm. what do you care if you want to do it even
3: if it's dragging down your entire catalog it doesn't drag right? down your entire it's, you're catalog. nothing but a poker player because madonna <laughs> you're is nothing gonna, she's gonna give us the hits she's he not is, gonna
1: play like you know 10 or 11 songs off of the album if you know it's not getting you're played. right the last
2: good album for me elton john did was back in eight years ago when he did an album with Leon Russell called The Union. That oh, was, I remember that. That mm-hmm. was a cool album, but that mm-hmm. was eight years ago.
3: Well, sometimes you can't sing as well as you age either. Oh, he can't. No, I know. I mean, he can
2: still sing, but when he does Crocodile Rock, nah, somebody well, else in the band does first it. First of all, I know you hate the song, mm-hmm. but he can't do the falsetto if somebody else in the band does it.
3: No one should ever sing that song <laughs> again. That goes into the bad song well, I, history. I know, I know you Okay, like so it. Mel B keeps talking about the 10th anniversary Spice World Tour that's going to be happening. I, I thought it was wasn't happening well <laughs> she wants you to know that she was on the loose women panel and they are reuniting reuniting definitely yeah we are we're getting back together we are for sure mm-hmm. in fact i'm seeing jerry a little bit later today we're sisters at the end of the day it was brilliant what we went through and then Listen, she's the same one who
1: said she was going to megan Markle's wedding and the only I one know. who went was uh posh well here's what May she said. A, i mean you know I mean, the member that's being difficult
3: about it is definitely Victoria's face. Oh, yeah. But I'm hoping she'll get roped in. And if she doesn't, I'll smack her. <laughs> <laughs> this is not mm-hmm. happening. No, I know. <laughs> we are doing yes. Yes. <laughs> Please Good for her.
1: Talk about the movie that's making okay, its debut at the you. Venice Film All Festival. All right, so the
3: Venice Film Festival is where um, A Star Is Born is going to be premiering, and that's going to be on August thirty first. Mm. It's not the festival has confirmed it, but it won't will, will not be part of the competition at the Venice Film Festival. It. And um, this has been kind of gaining some traction at, as an awards launching pad for a Hollywood product.
1: Okay, other
3: uh, Crowd pleasing musicals that have launched there: La La Land, mm-hmm. Spotlight, The Shape of Water. Okay, Gravity is in there as well, but I didn't want to mention it because you mm. saw it and you thought it was holy totally bad. Oh. But they're really excited about this, uh, Stars Born, and. Um, Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It looks so good. It's
3: going to feature new tracks written by Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga together. Wow. In collaboration with musicians such as Lucas Nelson, Jason Isabel, and Mark Ronson, the amazing producer. Cool. And also in the movie, Andrew Dice Clay, Dave Chappelle, and Sam Elliott. Elliott. It's going to open in October. All right. That's all we know. Let's have the Dirt Alert. We'll be right back. OMN.com.
2: This is a My Talk Dirt Alert
3: all right, Elizabeth
0: Reese, what sort of dirt are you bringing us today? Honey? Happy Monday. Yes, the same to you. You know, I'm taking a little vacation next week. I know a lot of us like do our summer vacations and hopefully, you know, maybe you save all year and you're really strategizing with your budget and making sure that you've got the funds to do your vacation. If you're Beyonce and Jay-Z, This is not the case. This is not the case. (laughs) You are not thinking about your budget because you might recall that these two earned a combined, according to Forbes, $147 million last year. So their vacation budget involves time on a super yacht with a $1.4 million weekly rental fee.
3: Wow. $1.4 million?
0: A week. A week. I
3: wonder if this is the one you sent me, Lori, a while back with all the
0: gold maybe, walls maybe in the... Um, it's unbelievable. Wow. You know, I get it. I mean, they kind of want to go someplace private. Unfortunately, the choppers are hovering over their yacht. S- yeah, and they've got so yes. much money that that's who nothing. Who cares? To them. Yeah, who cares? So they had the twins out, and um, Beyonce's wearing a billowing floral dress, looking just lovely. I wonder if that is annoying when you're on your 1.4 million dollar yacht, though, and you've got choppers above you that would taking photos so with mad. long telephoto lenses. You know, maybe that's the negative part. The super yacht is owned by a billionaire billionaire named Shahid Khan, who is um, a, who's also the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, the football team. Wow! So he moved from Pakistan to the U.S. at the age of 16 and he's a self-made billionaire. The yacht is valued at over $180 million. It boasts a multi-level swimming pool and a helipad and a basketball court, and it is unbelievably gorgeous. Are you looking at this yacht? I'm scrolling through the pictures. Wow. Yeah, It's it's beautiful. $1.4 million a week. There you go. Okay, I've got some Real Housewives news to share with you girls. Um, You know Kelly Dodd from the Real Housewives of Orange County? I do. She is complaining about um, Vicki Gunvalson, who is the, og of the oc Mm -hmm. she's the original real housewife of all of the franchises and um she is telling page six that her friendship with hi everybody this is adriana trejani i'm the host of you are what you read i have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now we get everybody from sarah jessica parker to Kristen Hanna, mitch album Susie essman of Kelly's ex-husband.
1: Oh, they're just... Michael. She's trying to stir something because OC came back last week. Yeah. And so, like, let a little something. hmm That's what I think. Kelly I
0: says, it didn't ruin our relationship, but it put a big, huge ding in it, and that is that Vicky helped to set up Michael, Michael with another woman oh, okay. after they split. She said, I'm not as close to her. She doesn't invite me over to her house anymore like she used to. She's kind of more on the Michael side, and I'm great friends with Michael. Like, I could go over there. I think her boyfriend likes Michael more than me, so she's always... You know, she's like, okay, bye. <laughs> this is how the Real Housewives talk. <laughs> Are you listening to me? She's always, you know, no. she's like, okay, bye. <laughs> Isn't this exhausting? Okay, bye. Uh, those two were great friends. Not as much anymore. Okay, Luanne de Seps from Real Housewives of New York. She ha- is striking a plea deal in her drunken arrest case. She's avoiding jail time. So she's pleading guilty to three charges. Um, she's dodging the felony charge as part of this plea deal. So that will keep her out of jail. She's pleading guilty to battery, trespassing and disorderly con uh disorderly intoxication for her Palm Beach County arrest. Originally, she was facing a felony charge of resisting an officer with violence as well as the other two misdemeanors. Um, but that resisting charge was reduced to battery. She's in rehab, mm-hmm. which is Again. good.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Good well, for do her. you think
3: that's a good deal for her?
0: Yeah, I mean, she was arrested on Christmas Eve. She allegedly attacked a cop. I mean, you can't do that. Yeah. She was caught on video telling an officer she'd kill him if he continued to touch her. She's going to be placed on probation for a year. She has to complete 50 hours of community service and attend two AA meetings a week in New York where she lives. She cannot consume alcohol or drugs and must submit to random testing. She also has to write an apology letter to the cop that she hit, which kind of makes you think about, you know, we were talking about this rehab situation last week that she went into rehab and um, and that it wasn't really that surprising when this lawsuit came out with her kids and her ex-husband. Right. But now it makes me think that the rehab had more to do with this plea deal, Maybe. that it had more to do yeah. I mean, this plea deal was obviously yeah. in the works. Right. And so the rehab had more to do with that. There you go. Uh, Pete Davidson and um, Ariana Grande, interesting developments in their social media accounts. You know, those two are all over each other. They post all sorts of stuff about their relationship. Uh, But Pete Davidson has wiped his Instagram account clean. He wiped it all today, deleting all of the photos and videos that he previously shared, including his posts that featured Ariana Grande. Uh um, she's got an album coming out. She well, you know, I guess. Apparently they were pushed oh. too far by their fans. So she Ooh. has more than 3500 posts on her social media account but she turned off the comment section on all of her photos and videos which I think most celebrities should do anyway. Mm-hmm. Just turn it off. I mean nothing it's like 50/50. It? Yeah, right. and it's all just an opportunity for trolls to get to you and try a- to get exactly, your attention. Right? It's really a dumb thing. But what happened was Pete Davidson defended himself in the comments section of Ariana Grande's Instagram. They're they're twenty four. Um, because she posted a tribute to her grandfather on the four year anniversary of his death. She posted a picture of her and her grandfather. And then Pete Davidson posted, OMG, what a cutie. And fans were assuming that he was complimenting Ariana Grande and said that he was unnecessary and inappropriate by complimenting oh, his fiance's appearance on a post in which she's paying tribute to her grandfather. So Pete Davidson posted. Are you oh, guys all insane? I'm, I'm I was getting that. The
1: bigger thing is that Justin Bieber's mom has taken off her social media accounts. I am Justin Bieber's mom. Oh. She, yes, Justin Bieber is my son on Insta and Twitter. And now she's taken that Patty. off. Patty, why? Well, I don't know, but she's also tweeting all kinds of stuff about if you like, if you don't have something nice to say, and putting out some things about
0: quick engagements. <gasps> maybe she's not a fan of, oh. of the Haley Baldwin situation. Speaking of quick relationships, mm-hmm. maybe I don't know. That's I'd, another one. I do think they should just turn off the comments. Yeah, this is I, just I, silly. It is silly. Just turn it off. I don't follow celebrities because I don't like to. Scroll through, and then when I scroll and I see comments that people write, like you know, there it condenses them, but you can always see a couple. And it's like 50% of the time, it's something negative and horrible. And then I go down this rabbit hole of trying to figure out what else happened in the conversation. Sure. And I'm like, why am I subjecting myself yeah, to this? Right. I know why you do that because <laughs> stick to the headlines. You know what
3: they're trying to, um some cell phone developers are working on. What? No social media and cell phones.
0: Oh, I took off a a couple apps. Mm -hmm. I haven't had Facebook, the Facebook app on my phone for probably two years. And then I just took the Twitter app off about two months ago. And I feel much better.
3: Was it a, was it an addiction problem?
0: Twitter for you? was becoming that I was just scrolling through mindlessly. What I've been trying to do is pay attention to how I feel after using each social media. Okay. So if I feel like anxious, like Twitter makes me feel very unsettled and anxious about the world. Makes me but feel like everything's Twitter bad. Twitter is very funny and snarky. Twitter but, is but only sh- fun when you're like looking at it during a live event. If you're like looking at it during the Bachelorette and you want to follow it. If you're just like scrolling through, it becomes so depressing and. Instagram is just pictures. Instagram is pictures and happy stories. But like today, it's hashtag just to be nice. Hashtag music Monday. Well, that's good. Hashtag Monday
1: motivation. I still can
0: look at it on my computer. Like I'll look at it on my computer if I'm at work or whatever, but when I'm home, it just wasn't good for me to have on my phone. I think that's kind of smart to give that option. Uh Um, A couple more stars from Legally Blonde say they want to be involved in Legally Blonde 3. You know the guy who played Warner? His name is Matthew Davis. He said that it, without Warner, there is no legally blonde. He was laughing and joking. And he wants to come back. Kathy Nijimini. I don't know about her. Regina King, though, wants to come back. Okay.
3: Kathy Najimini was so great in it. I
0: she like was, how you say your name. Well, what, how do you, oh, Is yeah. it Jimmy? I don't yeah. know which
3: one. Nijimini.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Nijimini Cricket. <laughs> oh, All right, girls. Kenny's over there. Have a wonderful Thank you, yeah. night. Thank you, Elizabeth. Kenny. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about
2: sex.
4: Let's talk about sex, and now to the people at home or in the crowd, it keeps coming up anyhow. Don't be coy, avoid. avoid, avoid don't be coy. Don't,
3: why don't we sing this one Friday? Let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> I never yes. knew the next verse. Sex when it comes up. Don't be coy. Don't be shy. All right, here's the deal. Lorene is taking a backseat to Sex I, uh, Monday today because I, let's I, just say i ate a bad fish. a bad fish. Oh, God. Oh, so oh, she is she um fish on Monday? sitting across from <laughs> no, me Sunday at okay. the
1: restaurant that <laughs> shall not be named, but okay. let me just tell you, it was not a pretty night. Ooh. Not a pretty night, dummy. Okay. And not a pretty night. And I was up in Duluth and my mom just looked at me and she goes, Do
3: you want me to drive? And I go, No. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing not could not be that bad. bad. <laughs> <laughs> nothing <laughs> could be that bad, Mom. Um, All right, so here's the deal. Um According to a study of more than thirty two hundred newlyweds. That's a lot. Uh-huh. They found that one quarter of husbands overestimate how often their wife reaches a climax.
1: A hundred percent.
3: Well, this. and this this is kind of interesting when you think about where this study came from. They came from the researchers at Brigham Young University in Utah, where everyone is a virgin. Until you get married, because that's primarily Mormon college. right? And um, so they surveyed 1,683 heterosexual couples. All respondents that got married were between 18 and 36 years old, and within their first year of marriage. They were asked, how often do you think your partner climaxed? The answers were on a scale of 1 to 5, with the score 1 signifying a range from never— are five being always right? Yeah, eighty percent of the time, like twenty mm-hmm. to eighty. Okay, men were asked to provide the same score for their wives, but got it wrong forty three percent of the time. Like a they were likely to overestimate the answer, suggesting that almost, you know, blah 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 blah. But they basically are just saying men misperceive how often women orgasm because um, they just think it's always happening. They think they're having a great experience, why isn't she? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Why thus, isn't this
1: thus the break between the sexes sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? The divide Gosh. No, that doesn't surprise me at all.
3: And especially if if you're a virgin when you get married, learning how to be comfortable with your body with someone else. I mean, new it's all new. You don't want to talk about it. But 18 to
1: 36, they couldn't have all been virgins.
3: No, they couldn't have, Lori. But it was the first year of marriage for all these people. So, I mean, in that first stage, you you know, can you remember back that far, Lori? I can Can remember remember back that far. Was the first experience a joyous one? With the goalie. With the goalie. Uh, it was, you know... Uh, Come on.
1: I Afterwards, I got to be honest, I was like, oh, does this mean I'm never going to be able to make out against this wide whale corduroy pants again? Because that was really <laughs> rub-a-dub-dub-dub. That was amazing. I love that. I was like, what is all this about? You know? You know? Because it was like, wham, bam, boom, over. Okay, hello, that sucks. That sucks.
3: Rough. Yeah. Oh, I love it <laughs> It was it, so Danny. much more fun to make out. <laughs> really? Than, oh, the first time. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, hey, rubbing around and yeah. getting friction and everything mm. through clothes, and it was fun. I like that. Someone um said that they um were listening to you last week when you were describing your um adventures in san francisco my orgasmic case your orgasmic case when you maybe you were being watched on the two-way mirror (laughs) and just couldn't stop laughing they came up on i think you did that on thursday of last week if anyone wants to listen to the five thirty show i don't know
1: where i laughed what i
3: got well i told
1: that story hard Yeah, (laughs) yeah if you're really having a hard time getting tinder matches here's my contribution um Upload your photos upside down because people have to swipe right. Okay, that's hysterical. (laughs) How did you hear that? Uh, Some guy in Scotland. Okay, uh, that's
3: really funny.
1: He he shared his lighthearted tip. He said this is called the Bing Bang Boom Match. And they're going to try it for themselves. So he just takes all of his photos upside down. Uh, so girls turn their phone to look at that, realize I'm not that great, and swipe left, but, of course, that's actually right. Bing, bang, boom, match. Okay, that's, that's hysterical. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. That is hysterical. <laughs> it? But, yeah. but then what
3: happens when they meet you? All right, so if you have found that maybe the dating apps that are out there that you're using Tinder or Bumble aren't working for you, or maybe you're using Match.com, that you're just not finding someone that really... Yeah. Can can go at it like you wanna go at it. There is a new dating website uh app called Fantasy Matches. And what this does is it doesn't Is this a new like Ashley Madison kind of a thing? Well, not for affairs. It doesn't work on how close you are to somebody like Tinder does or Bumble. It what it or your political leanings or your religion or anything like that. It's basically it's a sex positive approach. To wanting to know what sort of fantasies or kinks you like to do in the bedrooms. So what the app will do is, is. match you up with like minded users there you go. who enjoy similar things in the bedroom. I like merman and moonlight domination, Mars. submission, yeah. bondages, fetishes, group sex. Right. It fantasy describes itself as a safe place to date and communicate. Really? Where you can describe your fantasies and passions without fear of judgment.
2: I see. What's what's it called?
3: It's called fantasy.
2: It, that's it. Yep. Oh,
3: the dating app fantasies, and so it's um, they call themselves a sex positive approach to take um, to dating. And when you sign up, so people won't have to look for the blue light bulb. in right, They won't or for
1: the uh, group sex uh-huh. house.
3: <laughs> it's make what, it so much easier. Exactly. And you can be with people who wanna do what you wanna do. Yeah, well. And so when you're signing up, you'll be expected to offer up details about acts and scenarios that get you hot under the collar or skirt, mm-hmm. as it were.
1: Be real familiar with all your terms.
3: Yeah. You really don't get
1: what you don't know.
2: Yeah. I
3: just <laughs> was doing smart. that looking for some new sex terms and everything that came up was so horrific I couldn't do one of them. Yeah. On oh, this show. Really? Yeah. Nope. There's a lot of new things happening mm-hmm. out there, Donald. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You may or may not be aware of <laughs> yeah, them. I'm sure I'm not. But I, I don't. I kind of knew some really? of them, but I was. I, I have shocked. to admit, I you're was like, starting What's to blush. That? I was wow. blushing reading them. So, anywho, if you know someone who says I can never find anyone who can match the kink with me, yeah. tell them about fantasy, or maybe it's yourself. You're welcome. Now the other, you're welcome. Oh yeah, that was free. <laughs> That was you today. Um, now, this is kind of interesting. So if you are in a relationship with someone and you're fighting,
1: okay,
3: um, who do you think it affects more, men or women? I'm like gonna, physically, who gets more effective if the relationship, if you're fighting, who would that... The emotional. The it,
1: emotional and it, stuff. It's going to be the guy because they don't have... Uh, maybe they won't go to the... Uh, they won't tell somebody about it, so they'll just carry it, be upset about it. Whereas a woman, nine times out of ten, she'll tell her sister, she'll tell a friend, she'll tell her mom, she'll tell somebody to weigh in on it. So I'm going to say, my guess is going to be that the guy, guys are more affected by fighting because of all the feelings.
2: Donnie, what do you think? I'm going to disagree on that. Why? I I... I... And this is wrong on our part, but I don't think we take it as seriously as the women do. Okay. You're that's so affects, wrong. Donnie. I'm sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was Man. a 16
3: year study by U.S. researchers. <laughs> 16 years? 16 years. Whoa. And found that if there's a conflict in a marriage, husbands struggle more oh. than women and have poor health. They have headaches, trouble sleeping, are in generally poor health. Jeez. And it's about, um, and that men more than women need a sense of belonging, the feeling of trust, the feeling like your partner understands you, this is more important for men than women. Right. People disagree, you know, but it is, this Holy, blows me away. Not me, I
1: I so believe this. You, you know it what? It makes sense. It just completely makes sense. And yeah, it doesn't mean that, like, uh, like Donnie, you're saying that, you know, a guy might not take, but let's say it is a big... It's upset. one of the it's six. Big it's thing.
3: children, it's money, money, it's, um, what are the big six that they A say? job
1: stress yes. that you might be fighting about or whatever. And I, I think that women, just because we are,
3: we find other outlets,
1: we'll find somebody else okay. to vent or say I to, or I talk think, about it.
3: I don't think we're as in tune to keep it to ourselves. No. Cause it,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, we you're, just you're don't, don't right. do that. We don't want to hang on to yeah. it. We don't. We want to we're, unburden and work it through and, and kind of realize, oh, yeah, maybe I was really being a biatch there. Or wasn't I wasn't very understanding. and So it helps us process as well. How we process. That's,
3: that's exactly. And men, I feel bad for them because I don't know how you guys process. I mean, this is an overgeneralization. But, I mean, gosh, we're really lucky that we're girls, Laura. We really are. I agree. All right, when we come back, we've got our favorite headline of the day and the rest of the headline... What is our favorite headline today on this Monday? Seri- what is it? Serena Williams wanted Italian food. So her husband said, let's go to Italy. Oh. Alexis Ohanian, I think that's how you pronounce it, Ohanian, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. uh, took uh, their date night to another le- level this past Saturday night when uh, Serena just said, I want Italian. So he said, "Let's go to Venice." They went to Venice, oh my uh, gosh. and um, oh my gosh! And then Serena Williams um, also did on her social media on Saturday about the Italian getaway with their daughter Olympia, and said, um, "Loving family time in beautiful Italy. What an insane room I stayed in. I got to look up at the stars from my bed wow. at night. This week has been a dream." Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: Can you even imagine Man, no. so I mean <laughs> can you even imagine Yeah
1: Wow! I can't imagine, Julia. You can? Rich.
3: I can. You can? I can. Yeah. You can? Oh. I can, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She I'm can. Lori has can. more champagne yeah. tests. <laughs> She's loved more of a champagne <laughs> oh. life, it Come on. Come on. All right. All right, what else is out there?
2: Well, we did have uh, a notable passing in uh, the uh, television world today. Those of you, like myself, who are huge fans of Third Rock from the Sun. Uh, the wonderful actress who played Mrs. Dubchek, the owner of the building that they rented from. Mm-hmm. Actress Elmarie Wendell has passed away at the age of 89
1: totally recognized her oh
2: she always wore very gore, gaudy outfits mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of uh, oversexed one-liners but she was a wonderful she, character she actress. was
1: in all kinds of TV
2: shows oh, yeah, throughout the yeah. years she was oh, loved well, her on that show
1: 89 that's a good long yeah, life but 89. I bet her castmates are sad Yes. from that show that was such a crazy funny show
2: oh I loved that show
3: never watched even it an was episode. such a guy show Never yeah. watched it for half John a second. John was
2: just amazing. Hilarious. Show. Yeah. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown stars in the first Godzilla King of the Monsters trailer. It's posted... Julie, you're going to go? Did they did they debut this at Comic-Con? This yes, they did.
3: they did. No, I'm not going to go.
2: You're not going to go to Another Godzilla
1: movie?
3: No, you know what, though? I'm excited because there's movies that I want to see in the movie theaters now. And that. Kyle
1: Chandler is in Godzilla, and then he was in First Man. I saw that trailer about um, Neil Armstrong. I, I want to see that. Ryan Gosling. That looks yeah. so good. Really? That looks so All right. good. All right. It really does. All right. Yeah. Okay. And Kyle
3: Chandler's in that. Yeah, we, I And he's I um, coach, mm-hmm. you know, coach. from Friday Night Lights. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. Coach Taylor. Big, hard, strong, and will, that, or whatever
2: uh, is it? The show on uh, Bloodlines, right? Yeah. On the yeah. Netflix? Bloodlines, yeah. yeah. Uh, good news for Riverdale. They have cast, uh, season three has cast Archie's new nemesis, and it's an actress we know, Penelope Ann Miller. I love mm-hmm. her. I love She's her. She's friends
3: with Melinda Jacobs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. I feel like they she wants together. to
1: convict Archie of murder. She's the district attorney because okay. um, Archie Archie at the end of season two. Is that
3: the one that I still have six left to yes. go
1: in that you're not going to spoil? I won't spoil it okay. for you, but something happens in right. Hiram Lodge, played by Mark Consuelos, does something to Archie. Oh, mm-hmm. OK. Right.
2: Well, season three will feature a three month time jump as the kids are about to go back to school
1: yeah they can't right. they can't make it be about yeah. the summer
2: yeah. uh nothing else? much
1: is going on in riverdale right no, in okay got it okay. Mm-hmm.
2: paris hilton quote i've never done any botox filler or plastic surgery in my life okay so she's got a skincare skincare line yes, she coming does. out yes she does and um
1: she of course says the skincare is why she looks so young and um Anyway, just know this. She's had at least one nose job. Is right. Much, her nose is very different than when it was as a teen, and I think she might have had a second one in
3: 2004. When she was on The Simple Life? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, nose, jobs but isn't nose job is not plastic surgery. That's just that's just part for the course in Hollywood.
2: Well, well but technically. It is plastic <laughs>
1: surgery. I mean, no, it's not a facelift or an eye lift. Maybe she doesn't even remember that. Like Probably. She didn't remember you know, she might not have remembered. The more embarrassing thing in this people's story is that um, every night before we go to bed, I will put the creams and skincare on Chris. He loves it. Uh, That's her fiancé.
3: Who is? Oh. He, what show is he on? He's a life-size Ken doll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With a, okay. But what anyway. TV show is on? I can't remember. He's in... Um, Chris Zilka. I yeah. can't remember. No, okay. no,
2: no idea. Uh, Prince Philip, who is 97 appeared at a christening and was made a godfather
3: well they have a bunch of them
2: <laughs> you <laughs> know. know that yeah, they do they, 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 they do have several five so or they six. have the old
3: one the young one and the mm-hmm. one in between in case yeah. you know whatever they need them for yeah okay so i got
1: to tell you this just quick story i Please. think case you'd be okay with me telling he had his class reunion this weekend right. and they did not do they did the worst thing you can do starting at for sure We've always had it at ours, but starting definitely at the twenty twentieth, 20th, you should have your class reunion name tags, have your class, senior, class, your senior photo. class photo. So
3: people know who you are. Right. That's right. Right.
1: Flashbacks. Okay. Every year as the years go on, people, people don't even look. N- nothing. Nothing. Casey said people were running around like chickens with their head cut off trying to figure out who was who, <laughs> because you see a name, but you can't remember. You don't have any memory till you right. see that photo. Right, and then he said that this uh, one girl. He said she she yelled at him at like not yelled at him, but like. Told him how bad it made her feel at like the thirty year reunion, the last one he went to, that she asked him to Sadie Hawkins dance, and he told her, "I got to sleep on it. And I'll let you know tomorrow." Oh yeah. <laughs> oops. Oops. <laughs> so at the thirty year, she did, it, and he said both nights of this one, he's like, "Would you stop bringing right. that up?" Great. Right. You know, and she goes, "Well, years. I don't want to bring that up," and then people are like, "Oh, what?" Well, you know. Oh. Well, why it, do you bring it up then? Well, just maybe it was like a like an icebreaker kind of a thing. Oh. But um, Casey, by I think Saturday night, was running away from her.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him.
1: She keeps coming after me. I'm like, can you be shamed about something that happened that many no, years ago? That that's no. innocuous? I gotta no. sleep on it, and I'll tell you tomorrow. I don't even think that's
3: bad. I that's better think it was than that bad saying either. I have a wooden leg, or I mean, he could have come up with. I'm gonna have the flu that day in the future. I mean, there would have been so many things that could have hurt him. He's her. told me
1: worse stories of things he's done in high school, and he finally said he just started agreeing. People thought he and your sister were identical twins. Identical? Could, because they couldn't figure out why they were in the same grade. Oh. Oh. And they so, are. They they're
3: twins. So Casey just said, you just start going along with yep. it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. We are. <laughs> we are.
2: That's good. That's I the like way
3: that. you deal with that stuff, Laura. You're so right. We're twins. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotta do it. You know it's gorgeous grandmother day today.
1: Didn't know that. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. be sure and tell my mom.
3: I hope so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh Catherine McPhee showed us her huge engagement ring today.
3: Well, Catherine McPhee, not McField, mm-hmm. um, McPhee. Yeah, you're like yeah. pulling uh Catherine McPhee showed us ooh, her ooh, engagement ooh. ring, and she said it has a special meaning because it was the last conversation she had with her dad. He saw the engagement ring, and they were talking about it before he passed away. Oh, okay. So she showed it to us. Actually, it's lovely. lovely. She just has to marry that old man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, oh, besides sad yeah. it's My all good. Dad. All right, everybody have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow.